Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 69. We're going to talk about the role of coaches in creating a positive attitude uh, within the players uh, that they're coaching. So before we do that, let's talk about our sponsors. First off, Cleat It Up. Cleat It Up FP is the communication tool we want you to use. It's a free app for your phone. And solve all your communication challenges within your team and within your organization. So check them out at cleatedup.com. It's C-L-E-A-T-E-D-U-P.com. Also check out Nexair. Nexair is a Memphis-based industrial gas, medical gas, research gas, welding supply, and safety PPE supplier. With strategically placed retail locations, sales branches, and distribution centers throughout the Southeast, Nexair is never too far away. They maintain centralized product warehouses to serve you better and be more reliable. Through our services, you can receive the products you need when you need them. Our fleet of trucks will get you the gas you need when you need it. If you're interested in any NextAir product or service or just want to talk through your options, please get in touch. Our customer care team at 888-639-2474 will help you find the branch or outside sales rep in your area. Please reach out to NextAir. They'll take care of all your needs. And finally, let's talk about Patreon. We've been doing a great job uh, getting a lot of support from our listeners. Uh, we've decided to create a Patreon page, so it's patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. If you're in a position where you can help support us financially, uh, there's three different levels of support, um, and it's really important to help us to continue to grow Coach Prep and Everything Fast Pitch. Coach Don and I have been doing this now really almost three years, just at a point now where there's a lot of expenses, a lot of things that we can not continue to do on our own. We need help from our listeners. We want to keep uh, everything fast pitch and coach prep as a free service. So if you're in a position where you can become a patron, check us out at patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. So Don, we talk about softball logic pretty often, how it kind of seems uh, that uh, we, we have missed out on connecting the dots on some things that should be pretty obvious and I think would be really obvious in other arenas. So we're going to spend some time today talking about the role of the coach and how that coach impacts whether players really enjoy and love playing the game and whether it creates a positive attitude in the players that we coach. So kind of seems logical, doesn't it? No, I think that's uh, something that we hear about all the time and, and we can see it when we're working with groups, Tori, the, the coaches that are upbeat, that have a plan, that um, have a fair system of, of working with the kids in terms of evaluation and, and feedback and things like that, that the kids seem to enjoy it more and they thrive and, and they're big-eyed and open for, you know, a hard workout session when they're excited about being there. And a lot of that, you know, you talked about it many times, is that it starts at the top, it starts with the coach, they set the tone and, uh, you know, they create the atmosphere that's going to be consumed that day by the group. I found a study. Um, which I thought was uh, an interesting read, but it was really one of those things because it was one of those like, well, duh, kind of <laughs> moments while I was reading it. So it makes but, sense to all um, of us, But, right? but yeah. the thing that, that struck me is that the more I read it, I could tell that even though it seems like it should be so obvious, I'm sure that there are some things that get lost in the translation. So just a couple of the key points that they started off with was that girls love to play and compete. And 93% of the girls that were interviewed say that they love to play or they like to play, they really like to play. 93% of the kids, um, and this was across uh, all age groups, this was like from 9 to 17, that of the players, and, and not just softball, but all sport, 
that uh, 93% of the players that were in the top two of the categories, the love to play or really, really like to play, that three quarters of those players across that age group all expected to play in high school for the ones that were younger than high school or in college for the ones that were in high school age. They all wanted to move on. Right, and that 96% of those kids that were interviewed wanted to play for coaches and enjoyed playing for coaches more who valued development, learning to play the game well, becoming a better player more than the coaches who really value winning. Interesting, huh? And I thought that third one was one that was worth us talking about a little bit because unfortunately, I think for a lot of us in coaching, and for you and I especially because we spent our time as quote-unquote professional coaches, that winning becomes um, the driving force to a lot of things that coaches do. And, and looking at the first two things that we talked about, about you know, love or really like to play and that uh, aspire to play at that next level, that a lot of the things that, that I always thought of that made for a winning program did not necessarily support those same ideas. You know, for me as a coach, I was thinking about winning as, a, as the number one priority and that kind of had done the mental gymnastics with myself. I think, well, winning's fun. As long as we're winning, everybody will have fun. For us, though, that was kind of the, the job security, right? Right. But <laughs> so winning, winning was important for us. But now thinking about for our, a lot of our coaches that are listening, our travel ball, rec ball, high school, middle school coaches, that their impact level on, on what happens in the future for these players is a lot more impactful, a lot more uh, valuable, I think, than what we even did as college coaches, even though we were you know, at that highest level. Well, we also, too, wanted the development. We wanted all those things because that was perpetuating the, the end result that we needed as well. But right. it's very uh, enlightening to, to hear the mindset of the athletes that are, you know, that are in the trenches going and and the motivation that they have, uh, you know, the motivating factors they have that the coaches can can draw from. So right. it's cool. Well, and the other thing that I th- thought uh, was worth discussing is, you know, that the players love playing for coaches that stress development right. and learning and, and becoming a better player. Shouldn't that also equate then to, to winning. a higher likelihood of winning? Yeah, most certainly. That's what I thought too. So I think yeah. for us as coaches, sometimes I think maybe we need to kind of remember that Obviously, we want to have more wins than losses. We want to win as many games as we can. But that if we remind ourselves that if we keep our focus on developing players, teaching them how to play the game the right way, making them a better version of themselves, it's going to greatly increase our opportunities to win. Honestly, it might be the most important thing to increasing the likelihood of us winning, unless we're planning on running like a professional type team where we're going to continually replace players. But if we've selected a team and that's the team that we're going to coach, then I think that uh, there's some pretty valuable information and understanding that we can help them get better. We can train them to be better players. We can develop their skills and probably increase our likelihood of winning more while also allowing them to enjoy playing more. So what I'm kind of hearing from what you're saying, Tori, and I like what you're saying for sure, is that uh, maybe the message and practice to our players could be more geared towards we need to get better we need to continue to develop we need to uh you know that that terminology might be better than we need to win this weekend we need right. to win this tournament we need to because that's just going to be a, an added bonus of the development of our uh, skill level as players right, right. and so but i think that there's a lot to be said in that that so if the message it, yeah for us as coaches if we can figure out that we can still get what we want we can still win more 
but and it, give the players better. more of what they think they want, more right. of what they believe they want. Well, we're going to win no matter what. And and, and so, um, and, and again, I think it's, you know, again, the softball logic thing to my way of thinking is obviously if I want to win more, if I can help my players become better players, that's a big part of having more win. Absolutely. So, um, but I think that the way that that message is delivered is important. So I think you hit on a really good point. So another one of the things that they found in their study that I think is, um, again, one of those logical things that made me shake my head to think that it was something that we have to really be reminded of, that more female athletes who like their coach continue playing than those who dislike their coaches. And you know, what they basically, in the, in the way the questions were, were asked, was targeting the kids that were leaving their sports, what was the motivation for them to leave or to sure. consider quitting playing? And for the vast majority of them, it was a direct connection. If they enjoyed the coach they were playing for, they stuck with it. If they disliked or, or you know, didn't want to play for the coach that they had, they were much more likely to, to give it up. Boy, Tori, that's a tricky one, isn't it? Because uh, again, we have to have personalities that match. We have to have um, goals that, that are, are matching up to have an environment where we really do uh, enjoy or are excited about that coach. So right. um, if, if those things aren't matching up, then it's tough to make an environment where they're, where they're happy. Right. And yeah. the, the thing that, you know, the, you know, looking at this really made me, you know, kind of, you know, look, you know, take that proverbial walk down memory lane is, you know, I, I firmly believe that uh, looking back at my coaching career, probably it's probably about a 50-50 split. And I'm kind of embarrassed to have to admit that. Now, I think about half the kids who played for me loved playing for me, and about half the kids who played for me didn't. I bet it was more than that. Well, yeah. okay. You, but you even, guys, even, you even, did so well. That yeah, the, even if it's 70-30, sure. that 30% is a pretty scary number. And, and in my opinion, if it's 50-50, that's a really scary number. And by any measure, as a college coach, I mean, I was really, really successful. You know, won a lot more than we lost, you know, national, you know, rankings and conference championships and all that stuff. But so that if we, from our coaching perspective, if we're always thinking about ways to deliver the message in a more positive, more player-friendly manner, um, we might end up further along and, and better served in our ultimate goal of winning as well. No, I think that's a great point, Tori. And again, I don't think that there's ever going to be a hundred percent on any of those types of scenarios, just for a bunch of different reasons. But you know, I can see in the travel world where you know the expectations of the majority of the kids are to you know win and go forward at the next level and all those things. But there's always going to be some that just aren't maybe in the right setting because they're more interested in just the social aspect or right. having fun and and the working hard part you know, might be right. a stretch for some. Well, then the, the next finding that this uh, survey came up with is that uh, most female athletes, most girls are, are motivated much more and consider great coaches to be the ones that emphasize these things. So emphasizing rewarding effort, fostering integrity and honesty, promoting healthy competition, encouraging learning from mistakes, teaching skills and, and how to become better at, at your sport, and building team relationships. So those were the things that the players, the athletes that were interviewed, valued more than anything else. No, I like every single one of those. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that I thought was funny is that none of them said that winning was the, was the, you know, the, the key. Or at least it wasn't one of the seven, eight highest, most important things to them. 
Interesting, for so, sure. So I think, uh, again, that sometimes it's important for us as coaches to kind of keep that in perspective. You know, we're, we're thinking winning at all costs, winning no matter what. And then the players on our teams are thinking about the relationships and the integrity and the having fun and rewarding effort. And again, some of the things that uh, you know, in that list, I think that, you know, again, as coaches, we need to remind ourselves that we can still do those things if we do them well. If you do all of those well. You're probably going to win more. Right. Kind of shocking, right? So and have uh, an excitement about the bunch, right? Yeah. And so the whole uh, "duh" thing is not just that the you know that players don't get the logical things too. Sometimes we as coaches don't get the pretty logical things. And then the last thing, and this is something that we've talked about uh, a couple of times, um, and I've written a couple of blogs about that. Their other finding was that girls really wish there were more female coaches across the line, across right. the the spectrum of all sports. Because the that they felt that uh, having female coaches really helped them with creating more positive role models. They felt that female coaches were better listeners, and that kind of set a message, sent a message for them that uh, um, that there were people that they could count on more so uh, with female coaches than with male coaches. And some of that, I, I think, I can clearly see. Sure. Um, and the good news is, I think more and more now that we're seeing a, a growing number of female coaches. You know, travel ball is probably still the slowest place to notice it because we still have a lot more dads coaching than we do moms. But at the high school level, at the college level, we're seeing a lot more women coaching women than we used to. Um, you know, once upon a time when I was you know, first starting off as a college coach, it was probably 60-40 male versus female. And I think uh, it was probably... 60% female, 40% male when I stopped. And I think that trend is continuing to sure. lean more and more that way. Starting to see more and more high profile female coaches. When we look at women's basketball now, you know, you still have Gino Oriema and a couple of the, the male coaches that are still really, really good. But you're seeing a lot more Don Staley's and Muffet McGraw's and, and Tara Vanderveer's and people like that, that are at the very high end of, of women's basketball. And I think, uh, um, kind of the flip side of it, something that's really been an interesting and, and amazing thing to see is we had another female hired in Major League Baseball this last week. Oh, exciting. So we've got you know three or four women now working as on-field coaches in Major League Baseball, which, so may, maybe at times they are a-changing, as, as we used to say. <laughs> but, uh, um, but so I thought it was important for us to talk about this a little bit because we're heading into the new year. Want our coaches to be thinking about that. Uh, um, obviously, we all want to win, but there's a lot of things to things to winning, and a lot of things that contribute to winning besides just the X's and O's and uh, just the going out there, you know, trying to teach kids how to be winners. I think we can teach them how to be winners and still do some things that make them enjoy the game more and love being at practice and being at the games a little bit more. I'm excited for our topic today, Tori. I think that's great. And again, to stress those other those other uh, ideas uh, to get the end result we're all looking for is kind of cool. Right. And so uh, the, the, to kind of wrap up that last point about the female coaches, one of the things that I would really recommend for all of our coaching dads out there is to try to bring in female coaches to help. One of the things that's become kind of a, the rage uh, is bringing in former college players to work as assistant coaches or, or coaches. A couple of my former players now are coaching their daughters. Um, you know, yep. With uh, the team that I'm helping with now, um, one of our players is the daughter of one of your greatest players ever, Colleen Thornburn-Smith. Awesome. Um, and and uh, Colleen helps us and is, is on our coaching staff. 
I think whenever you can bring in that female influence, it's a good idea. And I think especially um, if your if your attitude is right about it, you can learn a lot from bringing in that perspective of somebody who played the game at a really high level. Because no matter how long you've coached it at a high level, uh, you still never played it. Yeah, no, I know. And Colleen was fun too. She yeah. played on the Canadian Olympic team and did a lot of fun things. Yeah. So that's so, exciting. Coaches, uh, obviously you have a huge impact on the enthusiasm and the attitude that your players are going to have. Hopefully some of the stuff that we've talked about today will give you a little bit more information, a little bit more to ponder on as you start planning practices and getting ready for the spring season. So Don, anything else for episode number 69? No, another exciting year coming, Tori. This is going to be great. Um, So as uh, we mentioned at the beginning, please check out cleatedup.com, Next Air, and our Patreon page, patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. If you have things that you would like us to talk about, topics you would like us to discuss, reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Coach Don and I are always looking for feedback, looking for ideas. Um, please make sure you reach out to us and let us know what you're thinking. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah.